I believe that Spotify's endgame is to make podcast ads optional and that this will cause publishers to completely rethink the way that they create and structure audio content, effectively transforming podcasts much in the way that Netflix altered the flow of television content by removing built-in ad breaks. Hey, it's Rick Kettner here. Let's talk about Spotify. Best known for bringing streaming music to the masses, Spotify now has their sights set on the podcast industry. And over the last 18 months or so, they've been making some massive acquisitions, including Anchor, Gimlet Media, The Ringer, Bill Simmons podcast and media company, and they signed a multi-year deal with the Joe Rogan Experience. Altogether, it's estimated that Spotify has spent approximately $1 billion on assets within the podcast industry. Now, as is always the case here, what we're most interested in is the business perspective. What is Spotify's potential endgame? Do they really have a shot at dominating the podcast industry? And most important of all, what can we learn by studying their strategy? So we're gonna explore this further by breaking things down into three key insights. And closer to the end of this episode, we'll make some predictions on how things might unfold in the future. But before we get there, let's set the stage, starting with insight number one, Spotify needs to adapt to thrive. While they certainly have a very strong brand name, Spotify does not own their own product. This in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. You've got companies like Google and Uber and many others that are highly successful without necessarily owning their own product. But to make things worse for Spotify is the fact that the music industry is becoming heavily commoditized. There's companies like Apple, Google, Amazon, many others out there that are launching or pushing their own music streaming services. And in some cases, they're bundling these services alongside other services to effectively make them feel free to customers. For example, if you sign up for YouTube Premium today, you get free access to YouTube Music. And if you're a member of Amazon Prime, you get free access to Amazon Prime Music. And actually, as I was preparing for this episode, I realized for the first time that I actually have three completely different music streaming services. I got Apple Music. That's the one that I actually intentionally signed up for. Then, because I am a member of YouTube Premium, I got free access to Google Music or now YouTube Music. And as a member of Amazon Prime, I do have access to Amazon Prime Music. So this industry, for this reason, many others, is becoming heavily commoditized. And so Spotify, while they certainly have a lot of loyal customers out there, people that absolutely love them, they built their music collection with Spotify, many people love the free tier. If Spotify wants to continue to not only survive, but to actually continue to grow and thrive, well, they need to find ways to take their business to the next level. Now, there are a few different options for pursuing this. They could look at creating original or exclusive content. I think they've dabbled with that in the past when it comes to trying to lock down exclusive deals with musicians. The other option they have is to look for new and interesting ways to add completely original value, much like some of these other businesses are doing with bundling. Now, when it comes to adding value, two of my favorite strategies come straight out of Blue Ocean Strategy by W. Chan Kim and Renee Maborn. The first strategy is to look at what customers do before during and after they use your product or service, whatever it might be. You wanna study what kinds of things customers do before, during, and after using your product to get a sense of what kinds of things 
pair well with whatever it is that you're offering. The second strategy is to look across alternatives, other ways that customers could solve the same underlying need. Now, I'm not talking about competitors here, not talking about Spotify versus Apple Music. I'm talking about completely different ways, different kinds of products that solve the same underlying need. So for example, Netflix might be a solution people turn to when it comes to boredom or needing an escape from work or life or something else. And likewise, a video game like Fortnite might serve that exact same purpose, even though it would not be considered a direct competitor to Netflix. So these are the kinds of things that you want to be exploring when it comes to finding ways to add value to whatever it is that you're doing. Now, a great example of this these two ideas being applied would be VIP theaters, something that we have here in Canada. You might have something similar, perhaps under a different name, but this is a theater company that looked around at other theaters. They wanted to separate themselves, to differentiate themselves in the marketplace. So they started to explore what are the kinds of things people do before, during, or after they come and watch a movie. And of course, one of the more obvious answers would be they go out for dinner. Many people go out for dinner and then they go see a movie. This is a very traditional date night experience. And unique to this situation, this doesn't always apply, but going out for dinner is also an alternative to going out for a movie. It's an alternative date night experience. You can pair them together or they can be different options you might consider when you're looking to go out for a date or a night out, some, some way to relax with a date or with a spouse. So, they looked at this and said, well, what if we merge these two experiences together? What if we take the best of both of these worlds and create one new experience? And so they combine these so where you can go to a VIP theater, you and your date can sit down in large, comfortable seats with pull-out trays, you get a menu, you can order restaurant-quality food and wine to be delivered to your seat. It's an adult-only atmosphere, so it's a nice date-night atmosphere. And like I said, you can order alcohol and things like that. That, of course, wouldn't be available in a normal cinema. And so they've created a better experience by combining things that people traditionally would do together. Now, if Spotify wants to follow a similar strategy, they might consider things like live news, local news, national news, podcasts, audiobooks. These are kinds of things that people might tune into before or after listening to music, or they might treat them as alternatives to listening to music. So if they're on a commute, if they're relaxing at home, if they're getting exercise, these are all things that they might do instead of listening to music, or at least pairing them with listening to music. So those are the kinds of things they might have considered. Now, obviously, we have hindsight here. We know they ended up choosing podcasts. So let's continue to explore this by diving into insight number two, why Spotify is targeting podcasts. Well, in addition to the reasons that I just provided in terms of the overlap between music and podcasts, podcasts are a rapidly growing segment of the market right now. They're wildly popular, they're growing in popularity, and there is no clear leader in the market right now. The closest thing would be Apple, but they've taken a very passive approach to leadership when it comes to podcasting. Oddly enough, they're really in a big services push right now. They're focused on music, they're focused on news, they're focused on TV, and yet, for some reason, they've taken a very passive approach to the podcasting market, ultimately really only serving as a directory service for the podcasting market. And unfortunately for Apple, the way that many people experience podcasts today are through third-party applications like Pocket Casts or Overcast. And for many people using these apps, they might not even realize that Apple is behind the scenes serving up 
the directory that powers many of these apps. So Apple, despite their role in the industry, they're not really taking advantage of the brand recognition that they could have if they were taking a more active role. Now, in addition to this, Another reason why Spotify might be interested in this market is it's ripe for disruption. Right now, it's an open platform. There are many advantages to being an open platform, but there are also clear downsides and clear ways that the market could be improved. So for example, when it comes to advantages, right now, obviously, very easy for anybody to start a podcast. There are many third-party services out there that make it very easy. You can also just host your own RSS feed. There are many great third-party apps when it comes to listening to podcasts, which is really great. Lots of options for people. And of course, most podcasts out there are completely free. So you have this vibrant and open ecosystem that is very attractive. And a lot of people absolutely love, including myself, this open nature of the platform. But there are also two very big downsides to the way that podcasts operate today, including number one, limited consumption statistics, and number two, limited options for monetization. So if you're publishing a podcast today, you don't really get great statistics as far as how many people out there are actually consuming your podcast content, not only in terms of relationship between your podcast and another podcast, but even just episode to episode within your own content. You can't really tell which of your episodes are more popular, which are less popular. The fact is most people do listen through third-party podcast players, and many of those players automatically download new episodes. And Unfortunately for publishers, all they really get as far as data right now are the number of downloads per episode. So they don't actually know how many of those episodes are being consumed. And again, they don't have a comparison from episode to episode. So whereas closed platforms like YouTube, as someone who publishes on YouTube, I have direct access to not only the total number of views per video, but I can actually dive in and see total watch time or average watch time per video. So I can see not only which content do more people start, but which videos do people consume more of the content within that video? And of course, you don't wanna become overly mechanical about which content you focus on and how you create content, but it is very helpful as a publisher to have a better sense of the kind of content that is resonating with your audience. And right now, today with podcasts, this isn't really great. There's not a lot of data out there that pu publishers can use to figure this stuff out. On the second hand, when it comes to monetization, this is even more of a challenge today. There are no clear standards for inserting ads to monetize a new podcast. If you're a relatively small publisher, you might not have the time or energy to lock down sponsors. Even if you do get sponsors, generally speaking, the strategy is to bake those ads directly into the content. There is no really easy system for dynamically inserting and changing and updating ads over time. Some of the bigger publishers will update the sponsors within their content and manually re-push out those static published episodes. But even in that case, you're not leveraging dynamically targeted ads based on the people that are actually consuming your content. So this is a highly inefficient system when it comes to advertising. And to make things worse, there's no really great platform or option out there if you wanna take part in a subscription service where you can get a cut of the overall revenue based on how many people are consuming your content versus other content available on the platform. And finally, there's no really great app store-like marketplace out there where people can easily pay for your content. There are things like Patreon, there are solutions out there, but they're not really intuitive either for publishers or for users when it comes to really integrating that content right alongside the other podcast content that people might already be consuming. So just a bit of a mess when it comes to monetization, 
and the statistics that ultimately not only drive, you know, informing publishers about what content is being consumed, but also contribute to efficient monetization. So those are some of the big downsides. There are many, like I mentioned earlier, positive attributes for an open system, but you can see why this is a market that is very ripe for a big company like Spotify or Apple to come into the space and to look to reinvent the category. So with that in mind, let's move on to insight number three how Spotify might change podcasts. What's really clear today is that this is a category that is ripe for a paradigm shift, a complete change in how podcasts are delivered from static delivery, which is what is used today, to dynamic delivery. So with static delivery, everybody's getting the exact same episode. The ads are baked into the content. Everybody's listening to the exact same thing. Whereas with dynamic playback, you could, in theory, change the episode on a listener-by-listener basis. Not necessarily just to target dynamic advertising per user, but also it unlocks the opportunity to strip away ads entirely and to deliver an ad-free experience, as might be the case with a premium subscription service. So this is inevitable. I want to make that very clear because I know there are a lot of people, myself included, that love the way that podcasts are operating today, the open ecosystem, all of that, but it is inevitable at some point in time for the industry to move from the static delivery mechanism to a more dynamic delivery mechanism. That's going to happen one day. I, I suspect it's going to be what Spotify aims to shift right out of the gate. So that would probably be priority number one. And again, the reason why dynamic playback is so important, it would unlock dynamic statistics for publishers. You could, again, not only see how many people are clicking to play each episode, but how much of the episode is being consumed. And this isn't just, as I mentioned, for targeting advertising. It also unlocks the possibility for removing ads entirely. And the number one concern that people might have out there is, well, if you're dynamically delivering content, that could potentially eliminate offline playback, something that people absolutely love when it comes to podcasts, because not everybody today has a big data plan on their cellular package, nor do they want to be burning it on something like automatically downloaded podcast episodes. But you can imagine how very similar to how Spotify Music works today. If you're signed up for the premium option, ads could be stripped out and they would allow for offline access just as they do with music today because there would be no ads to be dynamically being populated. They would simply allow you to have offline playback for the episode without ads. Now, of course, it's worth noting it's not a given that Spotify will be successful in moving people over to a new system like this. Very difficult. Whenever you're doing something like this, a massive paradigm shift or trying to change the industry in such a significant way, very important to identify the various groups that you need to work with in order to make this transition happen. So as is the case with Spotify, the two biggest groups obviously would be publishers on the one hand and listeners on the other hand. When it comes to publishers, I think this is actually a pretty easy sale. I don't think it's gonna be very hard for them to convince publishers to make the switch. Not even the switch so much as just allowing Spotify to take their episodes and make them available to Spotify listeners. Of course, there might be a few people that hold out because they love the old system or because, for whatever reason, they don't want to adopt Spotify's new strategy. But I think, generally speaking, most publishers will be more than happy to get access to more detailed statistics and any potential 
increase in terms of monetization options as well. And even if Spotify only represents, you know, 10% of their total listenership, having detailed statistics for that 10% alone can be very informative when it comes to understanding the kinds of content that their audience is more receptive to. So I think when it comes to publishers, pretty easy, straightforward sell. Listeners are a little bit trickier, but obviously Spotify's playbook is already on the table. They're going to do exactly what Netflix and so many of the successful TV plays have done, which is to buy up or to acquire as much exclusive or original content as possible. Hence, some of the big acquisitions that I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode. So Spotify is acquiring all kinds of original content that they will own outright. They're funding original content and they're locking down exclusives for content that they can't acquire, like the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And this is a tried and true proven strategy. I know there are a lot of people, myself included, that dislike this, the whole idea that you're going to have to pay for perhaps Spotify podcasts and maybe Apple podcasts and maybe other people will enter the fray. And pretty soon it won't be this open system and you'll actually have to pay for various services if you want access to that exclusive content. But on the flip side, when you start to pay for content, when you create a vibrant system like this, generally speaking, you're going to get access to a lot more content, just like we've seen in TV today, right? You do have to pay for multiple services if you want to have access to them, but you don't necessarily need to pay for all of them at once. And as a result of there being so many interesting services out there, there's that much content being produced. But with all of this said, it's time to make a prediction, I believe that Spotify's endgame is to make podcast ads optional and that this will cause publishers to completely rethink the way that they create and structure audio content, effectively transforming podcasts much in the way that Netflix altered the flow of television content by removing built-in ad breaks. So podcast content in the future will almost certainly, first and foremost, be created for an ad-free listening experience. And here are three reasons why. Number one, there's a growing trend towards removing ads in favor of a premium subscription service. Netflix has had huge success with their model. Even YouTube, traditionally driven by advertisements, has made their premium option available for people that would prefer not to see ads. This is a growing trend. It will likely continue to grow in the future. Number two, Spotify would rather you pay a subscription fee when it comes to music than to listen to ads. This is already their business model, and I see no reason why the same wouldn't be applied to podcasting. And finally, number three, Apple will almost certainly wake up and get back into the podcast game in a big way. There are already rumors out there that they are working on their own original and exclusive content. They will very likely make a big push in the near future. Apple doesn't like ads. I don't see them moving towards an advertising model. And of course, with their subscription business moving forward, they're very much interested in driving that kind of a model. So even if Spotify, for whatever reason, takes an ad-driven model, I suspect Apple will push the envelope and really push into this subscription direction and that eventually Spotify will be forced to follow suit. But honestly, I feel like Spotify is going to be the first to move in that direction. I don't think they're going to need to be pushed by Apple. I think they're going to do it on their own. But regardless, this very much seems like the future of podcasting. Now, to be absolutely clear, ads aren't going anywhere. Ads are going to continue to be a thing. The difference here is they won't be baked in as a natural interruption into the flow of the content. So much like YouTube content today, the content will be designed to be ad-free. It will flow naturally, but 
If you're on a free tier, if you'd prefer not to pay, then ads will be dynamically inserted at random intervals throughout the content. And most likely because of the dynamic delivery system that will be used, these ads will be custom tailored on a listener by listener basis, increasing the efficiency when it comes to generating revenue for publishers and platforms like Spotify. One of the big reasons why I think publishers like Spotify and Apple are locking down original content, in addition to the obvious reason for attracting more people to their service, is going to be moving forward to demonstrate just how much better podcasts can be when they don't have these baked-in ad breaks, when they're designed to flow naturally. And as this original content from these big publishers, be it Spotify or Apple, continue to find success other publishers will see the value in following suit and in creating their own content to be primarily ad-free and then to turn to platforms like Spotify to insert ads for people that would rather not pay for a subscription service. Now, at the end of the day, as listeners, we get the best of both worlds. We can continue to get completely free podcast content so long as we're willing to listen to ads, or we can pay for an ad-free listening experience. That's it for this episode. If you have any questions or thoughts about anything that we covered here, let me know down in the comment section below. We may follow this up with a Q&A session where we can go into more detail based on the thoughts, comments, and perspectives that may come in. If you're listening to the audio edition, I recommend that you check the link in the show notes. That will take you to the video edition so you can leave a comment as well for possible inclusion in that Q&A session. If you're interested in more content like this in the future, I recommend that you subscribe or follow my updates on social media so you don't miss out on future episodes. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to connecting with you again in a future episode.